Exciting to start the podcast off with a monster. Rawr! That'll uh, excite all the children listening. Now they're going to think this is going to be a great podcast because I just heard a monster. Rawr! Fuck. Rawr! I shouldn't be doing that. My voice is fucked today. <laughs> you want to? You want to hear a real monster on the podcast? Oh, I'm Donald, Donald Donald Trump. I am. Uh. <laughs> oh, political commentary. <laughs> oh, he is a twat, though. Uh, well, he's a bit well, of a twat. He is well, a twat. Position, he was a twat a... long before that was a political opinion. He's a fucking titto. Um, yeah, welcome to Podquisition, everyone. Uh, I thought I'd get that out of the way as a nice break from tradition. Just uh, let people know what they're listening to as a nice little, uh, again, a nice treat for them. Um, they've had a crap monster, and then Gav gave them a good monster, and then um, Laura gave us a Tito monster, and now we're just introducing the show. Hello, Laura. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. I've had I've had a few days where I have not been sober. It's been very fun. I basically went to a convention and just just got very, very inebriated with some friends for a bit. Nice. It's been a very and, chill week. And took some very cute pics. I, I yes. my selfie game was on point this weekend. I was I was feeling very good about my pictures of myself. I I I barely took a picture I did not like of myself. I had a good weekend. Lovely nice. stuff. And how is how is the lovely boy Gavin? I'm good, I'm good. As I said, might be a little bit quiet today because the old voice is uh, a bit shredded. I was fighting fighting with a vocal performance for four days that I didn't like, trying to fix it in the mix, as they say, and eventually today had a meltdown and had to just say, look, boy, you sang it <laughs> shit. Do it again, boy. Boy! So spent good the stuff. last three hours recording vocals, so might be a little bit quiet today. I think we'd be more productive as as a like human society if, if I was more quiet. <laughs> well, no, if everybody had a Kratos, if you everyone know? had their own Kratos, Dad, just boy, just yeah. constantly every time you fuck up or you don't feel like doing anything, um, I think we'd we'd be in a much better shape. Kratos should be, be the sorry. president. Yeah, do not be sorry. Be better. Yeah, like we've we've got a president right now who does the do not be sorry part, but then does worse. So if Kratos was president, we'd get all of the the bubbly nonsense of the current president with productivity, which would be nice. We we're getting very political today. Today's our political. It's not our political podcast. That that would be we're, a nightmare. We're honouring cyberpunk by being political. What a shock! Exactly. What a shocking development that cyberpunk will be a political game. <gasps> hey, it's almost—it's almost like it's every single fucking game, isn't it's it? All—it's almost like it has punk in the title, which was hey. in itself a political movement. P- politics thoughts. That Theresa May's not too great, huh? Yeah. Well, ha, I, ha. I don't play political games. That's why I only play Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, it's the and only Bioshock. game I play. Yeah, I'm gonna go rescue the DARPA chief now and get into I'd, a philosophical play... debate about the role of soldiers in modern society. I play Skyrim because that game is fun, but I completely ignore all of the stuff about the colonization in it. 
Yeah, basically all of the premise. Yeah. Yeah. The um, entire the entire the story of about games. like, you know, the two factions in that game. I ignore it because that's politics in my game. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um okay. right. Remind uh, me one thing before to look we crack up. my fucking voice today. Yes, you look after your voice. Don't go splattering and coughing. Um too much Kratos. You've got to lower your Kratos intake. Yeah. And before we crack on properly, I need to talk about merchandise, um, specifically Jimquisition merchandise. Actually, that that uh, before you go on with that, Kratos yeah. would be like a great cough sweet uh, in the lines of Mentos, but like Kratos. Kratos drops. Yeah. Yeah. Kratos, Kratos drops. Mentos. That would be a great flavor. I would Kratos, love Kratos the Rage Maker. <laughs> That's good. Um, right. Right. Yes. Where was I? Right. M- Kratos much, the much, Flesh much. Raker. What did, they used to call them the the fresh maker, didn't they? Yeah, the fresh. Sorry, maker. Jim. Talk about your merch. That's uh, now I'm thinking about fucking fresh maker now. I'm thinking about the Mentos, tasty Mentos. <laughs> um, right. What isn't so tasty as as our merchandise of late? Um, Justin, my art director, got in the the latest shirt, and I my jaw dropped when he showed me the photo of it. Um, we've had some reports before of some issues with merchandise. Not on a huge scale, but so, so you know, I was hoping a few anomalies shit happens. But Justin's had quite a run of, of low quality merch. Um, the latest one was crooked and the colours were wrong and I could not fucking believe it. So we've uh, come to terms with Shark Robot who are doing our merchandise for us. And uh, just let you know, if you've ordered anything, those will be fulfilled <coughs> and they should be good. They should be fine. Um, they're not universally terrible. It's just we've seen enough that aren't good to where I'm like, this This is untenable. I can't keep... I, I can't put my name behind this. So we are working on, like, like sorting it out in-house. We'll probably bring back a lot of the older designs, uh, a lot of the ones that you were already for sale. And Justin's working on some new ones as well, so it'll have a nice little fancy launch. Um, so if you have ordered anything, uh, if it's not up to par then by all means return it to Shark Robot and they should have no problems, you know, refunding, recouping your your expenditure there. But like I say, it should be good. So, you know, don't worry too much if you've ordered stuff. Um, but in the future, we're going to be handling that direct. Uh, so apologies for that. And I'm sorry if you got a shirt or anything and it came out and it was shit. Um, obviously not our intention and kind of beyond our control, outsourcing to third parties. Um, but I'm kind of... In a lot of areas of my business, um, cutting ties with some third-party stuff because I'm kind of tired on, of relying on other people uh, to get some stuff done. So we're going to be handling that, as I say. Um, hopefully some different types of merch that Shark Robot couldn't handle as well. So some interesting trinkets and shit and tat. Uh, I care very much about the merch. I like I like wearing my own shirts because I'm a huge fucking mark for myself. Um so yeah, sorry about that, and hopefully everything you get's good, and we'll have news in the future um, as soon as possible about handling the stuff ourselves. Uh, thank you for bearing with us on that. Uh, that was that bit of admin out the way. My knees are fucked, by the way. Saturday night, right, throwing myself around. They say wrestling's fake, but my gut, uh, my, the skin on one knee is just gone. Where I was uh, falling, throwing myself around on the floor outside. And there ain't no fucking mats out there. So I was just I smashing saw... my knee repeatedly into the bar's floor. I saw the the slap you took. That was uh, quite a slap. 
<laughs> yeah, that was the first one he did. Um, wasn't expecting it. It was uh, very spur of the moment. But where's Oh, Warren? really? <laughs> yeah, I was Warren wondering because you did look genuinely fucking shocked. <laughs> a lot of that was selling. A lot. Of, a lot of that was was part of the thing. Um, yeah. Just rolling it, it with was... the punch or the slap in this case. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, have you seen Tarantino's Hateful Eight movie? Uh, no, no, I didn't there's, see that one. There's a scene in that where um, I think it's Kurt Russell is meant to smash a guitar. He's meant to smash um, a guitar, I think it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Um, rip it out of someone's hands and smash it. And instead of smashing the prop guitar, he thought that it was the prop guitar and oh. smashed a genuine antique worth <gasps> like millions. Oh, and, he thinks uh, he's the who. The actress, the other actress's reaction is so real because she's completely, utterly shocked, and it yeah. was so real that they they actually left it in the movie. I was like, uh, that's that's kind of what your slap reminded me of. I like stories like that, like in Alien, yeah. where they didn't tell him that the chestburster was going to pop out, so all those reactions are real. And yeah. um, was it Heath Ledger's Joker when the hospital blows up? Uh, oh yeah, and the yeah. remote didn't work, and that was all. It did. It was supposed to work first time, and so mm. Heath Ledger's messing around with it, and then jumps when it blows up behind him, and, and it just funny, looked so good they kept it in. That that actually became quite an iconic scene, didn't it? A very. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, some yeah. things happen by accident. They turn out better than the plan. Um, that's a lot of things yeah. in life, actually. If you plan for success, oftentimes. Uh, it won't work out that way. And it's often the things you don't expect to be successful, at least in my experience, yeah. that turn out to be successful. Uh, but yeah, Wes Warren slapped Sturdust in the face. And of course, I'm the one who has to feel it in the morning. So Sturdust got slapped. I spat in his face. Uh, didn't realise the whole match was spent with a gob of, of sputum hanging from my hair. Uh, Sturdust's hair. Well, my wow. hair. My hair. <laughs> Sturdust rents it. Uh, what hair there is. He doesn't have to pay much. Um, but yeah, my, you should see my knees. I'm impressed. My elbows as well. I need to get some knee pads like like everyone else has. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting some some protective gear because uh, yeah, things are popping off. Not, I mean, things are popping off in terms of business, not things of me are popping. Like my <laughs> knee pads haven't anyway. burst yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stirred us going around. Has anyone seen my kneecap? As as someone that does a lot of like uh, sporty stuff with the roller derby, yeah, 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 get knee pads. If you're falling on your knees, get fucking knee pads. Yeah, it's just hard to get them for my fat leg. It's <laughs> it's tough because I got a fat leg on it. So as someone who got engaged last week and's been partying a lot, uh, get knee pads. <laughs> uh, I I I could have done with them the amount I was partying this last weekend. There there is a picture somewhere. Of my hands handcuffed together with glow sticks while I'm hugging a balloon on a set of stairs at like three in the morning. It was a it was a weekend. That, that's that one of those like, like posted on on Reddit out of context sub subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> that's was, the kind of weekend was, I'm too uh, old for now. I, yeah. I I can't handle that shit anymore. I used to stay up, you know. Well, I used to work nights and still do stuff yeah. in the days. So I was, you know, up so much. And now it's like, I'm. it gets to nine and I'm like, oh, I think I'm ready to go I'm, to bed. How old am I now? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming up on 27, I think. And I'm like, I'm in the age where I'm like, yeah, I, I can manage staying up all night well, a few nights in a row now. Yeah, I got that in me. It, well, I'm, it goes I'm downhill fast. I'm 38, but as as a musician, I think I can still do nights like that. But it always <laughs> turns out you can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
you re- you can do it but you regret it a lot more the next day yeah, yeah. uh so I-, I got a bit of video video game news that's always good to hear yeah i didn't put this in the topic list but uh I played that pure electric love game on the Switch. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, uh, we need an update on this. Okay. So, uh, they sure aren't lying when they say that there is no English in this game. Right. Um, the whole uh, just thing as a text- quick... Um, yeah. Can you just give the listener just a quick potted recap yes, in yes, case yes. they're new to this? Okay. It costs like £3 on the Switch and it's basically, hey... Do some dialogue, see some sexy pictures of cosplay girls, and yeah. the, the 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 description of the game makes no sense whatsoever. It's um, just word salad. It's just fighting yeah. horn blower. Let, 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 let me find the word salad. Uh, a love likeness pseudo talk. Electric love is the topic in the smartphone. A little embarrassing in a conversation. The pounding romance. Skill up. Uh, hobby survival game shooting fighting horn blower. Um, yeah. It's like so. I, yeah, it's like the, the bits <laughs> at the bottom of crap websites where they've just thrown in words to try and get like Google to notice. Yeah, them. yeah. So I I picked up the, the there's three of them currently on the Switch that were very close to the top of the eShop, and yeah. uh, I picked up the one about Eri Kitami, who I think is some kind of fetish cosplayer. Um, while being healed, make the brain gear turn at super speed with made bondage, etc. Gallery image movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that sounds legit to me. Yeah. So here's here's the. Mm, I'm gonna call it gameplay. Here is the gameplay of this game. You pick one of the conversations to have. A little shaking green icon of like you know, oh, your phone's ringing pops up on the screen. You tap it. She says some stuff in Japanese, and it's just a static image of this woman. Amazing. You then get a green and a red dialogue option. Always click the green one, it seems, because it seems like that is the good one, because it's green for go. <laughs> and you then unlock some images, and usually it's like, here she is with some pigtails. Occasionally you'll get one, and it's like, oh, here's a three-minute video of her in a full latex suit with a latex tail, just kind of... Rubbing her hands all over herself a lot. So I think I think the question everyone wants to hear right now is: Do they get actually naked? Okay, as far as not I have on seen, Switch. that wouldn't as get far the as Nintendo I, seal okay. of approval. As far as I have seen, they do not get actually naked. The closest the closest I got to pornography in this game was a twenty second clip of I'm going to run my hands over my latex covered boobs, then my butt. Then kind of over my crotch, then just kind of stroke my tail a bit, just sort of put my hand around it a bit like it's a cock and run my hand up and down my tail. Like that was about the closest oh. to pornography that it Brilliant. got. So and, it's and not, these are selling it's quite not well. Even proper porn. No, oh. it's just it's you, you'll occasionally see her dressed in some latex and being like, but I'm, I look kind of like a school teacher, just, but like I'm wearing cat headphones. It amazes me this stuff sells because this was at the top of like listed stuff. Like people are buying this, and I'm just obviously there's that old the old reason people give for not buying porn. There's so much of it on the internet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now yeah. buying porn. Uh, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. If anything, it's ethical. But yeah. this kind of shit, where you could just spend the money on better porn, on actual or just porn look at that you porn. don't have to work yeah. for, or just <laughs> like sexier. There, there are TV shows sexier than I, like this I, kind of. I shit. I mean, you can literally just type "sexy Japanese lady" into. Yeah. Pornhub. I think the only one. <laughs> I think. I think the only 
way this sells is there is like a a gaggle of the, like specifically Nintendo Switch perverts who can only finish if it's over something on the Nintendo Switch and they're sick <laughs> of doing it to Mario Odyssey. Plus, plus because they're Nintendo fans, their their fetish is being cock teased all the time. Yes. But the, the thing that confuses me most is some of these videos not speaking Japanese. I have no idea what the sexualized content of them is meant to be. There's one of them I've just like messing around and I've just pulled one up. The the woman is not in her sexy latex suit. She's just kind of in a white t-shirt. Appear maybe in her living room in front of like a yellow flowery blanket that's up on the wall. And she's holding her microphone in her hand and just kind of casually like talking as if she's doing a youtube vlog but like not terribly well framed into a microphone Mm -hmm. and she just kind of talks for about 45 seconds and it seems like she could be reading a shopping list for all i know (laughs) the the level of passion she's putting into it the fact there's literally no translation in it like it was just thrown up on the switch i mean there's cynicism and there's pure electric fucking love. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, it's spe- got to be just specifically for Nintendo Switch yeah. Re- Reply to questions from her. Please please her. Sometimes a little annoying. Is important for love affair. Mail arrives according to the contents of the conversation. You also have movies attached. God, you'd have a better chance of coming by just slinging a Nintendo Wii remote up yourself. Uh, you'd, have more, <laughs> you'd have more luck if you put the Joy-Con up your ass and set yeah. it on vibrate. Just just chuck it up yeah. Chuck it up here and play fucking one two switch or something and just shake your rump around. <laughs> you probably win, but that, that game was shite. Um uh, yeah. So speaking of not suitable for work, I had a look through both of your Discords uh this week and ha- I I bra- I was brave enough to look in the not suitable for work channels and oh my goodness. <laughs> you no- you naughty, naughty, pervy boys and girls out there. I haven't checked that Discord. By the way, unofficial. I need to keep saying that with like Indeed. Facebook groups and stuff like, and even the subreddit. Like, I'm I'm active on the subreddit a bit, but it's yeah. still unofficial. Um, and I've got to make sure I say that because you never know what's gonna fucking go wrong. Um, yeah. But I haven't checked that Discord in a long, long time. Well, of course, now nice, I wanna. Uh, now that nice, you've said that, they're a nice bunch of folks. There's some very uh, funny pervy stuff in both of them, and. Uh, Actually, I was saying, I noticed especially in Laura's one that we've a lot of the same people in our discords, which I think is lovely, because that means there's like people who found us through each other and through the podcast and stuff. I think I'm very curious. I think there's a lot of overlap between between our audiences. I think at this point, loads of cross pollination. I'm just very curious now as to what the average Jimquisition fan splats off to. I we we probably find out for you without too much difficulty. Uh, the girls of pure electric love, I hope. Apart apart from yourself, you mean? I mean, obviously, apart yeah. from myself, that that goes without saying. Yeah, just put um, up a big mirror in front yeah. of yourself and go, "Oh, this is the best porn I can see." Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I masturbate. Uh, so yeah, we should do we should do video gamey things. We, pl- we should we played th- we played things this week that weren't porn. Do we want to talk <laughs> about some of the things that weren't porn that we a played this of things. week? Uh, who wants to start with a thing? Who's got a thing they played and want to talk about? Well, Jim played more games than me, so you start with one, Jim, and I'll I, I'll do I, my one then. I tried to play uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution because I finished Mankind Divided, and I played through uh, like the DLC stuff, gave that a look, 
and then I I got really nostalgic for Human Revolution. Yeah. It's very hard to get into that mechanically after Mankind Divided. Yeah, it's to the dated. point it, where it has dated. Yeah, I got halfway through the police station, the Detroit police station, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? I don't think I'm going to have the patience for this again. Yeah. Uh, I, it was fine back in the day. The controls were still awkward, but going directly from Mankind Divided to this is just an exercise in frustration and upset. Mm. Um, and it's very yellow. Like, the, the old piss filter that gets joked about cannot be understated when you play it again and you wonder how they thought that was good. I loved it. I honestly like I, I'm all for a stylistic filtering and a and a, a unique fact, color palette, but I found that yellow just so draining of of life. Really, that's so funny, isn't it? Because I I was kind of the opposite. I loved the whole gold uh, atmosphere in that game, and funny enough, they took it out in the re like there was a new version of it came out where they removed. Oh the yeah, because you did that song, didn't you? Yeah, the new black gold. Yeah. Um, but when when they re-released it with like I don't know was it a, a an ultimate edition or a re a slight remaster or retweet or whatever like it was yeah. but they removed the filter and for me I felt the game lost a lot of its uh, gotcha. unique unique vibe and atmosphere without it. See, I didn't play that version. Um, yeah. I played this version on the Xbox One because I thought this would be a novel bit of fun. I'll turn the Xbox One on. Um, and here's, I, I... here's the thing about color filters. They yeah. make not so great looking textures and things blend together much better. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, there are several games that have used things like that to, to mask like, stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen the mods that remove the green tint from Fallout 3, but I can't play it with those because you then really see how awkward no. the different textures look against each other. See, the green tint in that, that I didn't mind. Yeah. Like Some filters I don't mind. I think I just didn't care for the particular colour that yeah. they went with. That might be it. It just is a little bit too pissy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I love the game back in the day, but yeah. I'm finding it just a bit too. Yeah. And that's fair. That's I'm not the same fond with like that's the same with a lot of classic games. I mean, I can't yeah. go back and play Half Life One anymore because it's fucking the controls are that rubbish. One, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. honestly do not. Even... In the first person platforming. Even Half-Life 2, I have to say, is feeling a little dated these days. Yeah. Mm. I need to give that a go. It's been a long time since I've uh, had a go on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even there, there are other things that like everything's just a bit different in Human Revolution and not, none of it for the better. Uh, the hacking is more of a hassle. Uh, the orgs, like the augments just aren't as good. They're, like Jensen feels so much weaker and so much mm. less good at what he does. Uh, that it takes away from it a bit. But again, this is like coloured by the fact that I played Mankind Divided. In New Game Plus. <laughs> and in New Game Plus, no less, yes, yeah. where you're just a physical now, god by that point. Now there's a power fantasy. Yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like I get that, you know, challenge and everything, hooray. Um, you know, I like games that challenge me. I play Dark Souls all the time. But that game kind of is more fun when you are, when you feel like a fucking augmented human, when you don't mm. just have a few skills here and there, where you've you've got the full fucking robo powers. Um, I don't know. I just found that uh, when you maybe can fall, some of them when you can fall fifteen down, feet without dying. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I I struggled with it, but you know, as I said, I got it on the Xbox One, and it was like one dollar forty nine. Wow. To uh, just download it quickly, and I'm like, you know what, I'm fine with that. Um, some of the some of the backwards compatible stuff they offer, like that's the reason I put the Xbox One on now. Um, I've had no cause to use it for months and months, as I've said on the Jimquisition, but uh, the past sort of the past week, I decided to just. I was just feeling nostalgic. I feel like playing some old games. I've been uh, doing that a fair bit. Uh, re-downloaded Lost Odyssey, which I need to... I want to kick that up again. I fucking loved that game back in the day. Fucking brilliant. But I haven't played it yet, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> what you played? Uh, well, speaking of uh, Power Fantasies and porn, I was playing um, Arkham Knight again. Because it's all, uh, it's like all patched up now on the PC version, and it runs perfectly. Okay. And uh, my goodness, visually, Gotham City in that game is pure environment porn. It's probably the best looking, most detailed uh, city I've ever seen in a game. It's absolutely gorgeous. Unfortunately, the stuff that they put everywhere in it isn't all that fun, and. Uh, I don't know. I like. I, I. I. think I've mentioned this before in the cast. I really loved how in the first two Arkham games, there was a wider area. But when you went inside a building, you were going to be there for half an hour to an hour exploring, you know, that place and going around finding things. But in Arkham City, all the interiors are really small and the missions are really short, um, replaced by all this open world guff. And I, I find that very disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't fond of Arkham Knight myself. Mm. Uh, plus, like, I was just... Like, I love John Noble. I, I, I believe John Noble did Scarecrow. I like, I love John Noble as an actor, but I did not buy him as Scarecrow, especially mm. after... I forget who it was, Paul... Uh, no, I can't remember the name. Uh, there was the actor who did Scarecrow in Arkham Asylum. Mm. In fact, I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, voice actors deserve credit. S- Scarecrow in Arkham Knight is just incredibly irritating because he's constantly taunting you over loudspeakers on on TVs and across the city, and it just gets really irritating. But uh, it's like you're going through the story, and you know the way you kind of unlock stuff uh, in the other games. You unlock gadgets and things as you go through the story. As you go through the story in Arkham Knight, you just unlock more boring, pointless, repetitive tasks to do. Right. Like yeah. disarming the mines and stuff. And it's just, man, how did they... they it, it, and it happened at the time where open world bloat was, I think, uh, the new thing to do, you know. But uh, Jesus, it's it's disappointing, you know, because the story... Dino Andrade, in it is... by the way. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Dino Andrade did Scarecrow in Arkham Asylum, and it was one of my favourite scarecrow performances that i've seen so to go to john noble just because mm. he's a famous actor uh... and the scarecrow um levels in arkham asylum were incredible fuck yeah i'm really hoping they do a similar thing with mysterio in the new spider-man game have you played the remaster of that uh i heard it's asylum like, i heard it's kind of not as good looking as the original game Oh yeah, I think I saw some comparisons. I haven't played it, but yeah, mm. I think they made a right sort of pig's bollock of that. Yeah, I heard that like the lighting and things don't look as uh, atmospheric or. I swear, sometimes Warner Brothers seems to want to be Konami, mm. uh, except a Konami that releases video games. I might mm. do a Jim Inquisition on Konami on Monday just out of spite because they upheld a copyright claim. Fuck them. Mm. 
I understand that reaction to that because um, I've done done it before where I've re-recorded songs years after I recorded a song because now I have better gear and more experience and can make it sound better. And they do objectively sound better, but there have always been people who've kind of not been able to get into the new one because they like the kind of crusty, grungy feel of the old one. And yeah. that's totally understandable, you know? Which I think a lot, uh, but but the weird thing is with these, they didn't make it better looking. They made it like worse. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, again, I mean, just to bring up Konami, um, the Silent Hill HD collection, which uh, they've recently made backwards compatible for the Xbox 360. They they could have, you know, maybe put the PS2 version up on the PS4 because it's got a PS2 mm-hmm. section and that is the objectively best version. Or the original Xbox version could have gone up with backwards compatibility, but no. No, we make the HD collection backwards compatible because it's the easiest, even though it's the shittest version. Konami mm-hmm. can eat my ball. I, I want one of them left, but they can have one of them. Um, they're not. They're not worth both my balls, Gavin. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the 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 Arkham Knight himself is all also an incredibly annoying, whiny. Yeah. fucking villain that just isn't intimidating in any way and just annoys you every time he's on screen I like the way they used the Joker in the game I thought that was clever And he's, that one particular it, level of, like centred around the Joker was yeah. pretty much the only bit of that game I remember liking yeah well the, the open world is incredible but they just unfortunately didn't do much with it yeah disappointing because uh, Arkham City was it the one before that that was the yeah, that was yeah. the sequel one. Yeah. That to me was like a perfectly sized uh, open world for the type of game that was. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I I still think Arkham Asylum's the best one. I mean, mm. I was, it's my favorite one. I'll say. It's the um, most focused. Yes, definitely. Uh, like there's no it just filler. Had some of the best. That's true, and it had some of the best representations. I feel of the villains. Um, Arkham City was good. I think it was mm. well, it's great. But it's uh, just not quite as as good as the first. I I didn't think. I know I'm not uh, a huge sort of majority in saying that. Yeah. Um, Laura's been quiet. Not, yeah, not, I'm just not, very. Not many thoughts on on old bats, Laura. I'm gonna be honest. I'm feeling really ill and tired today. Oh, no. I, was, I was having a little quiet <laughs> nap while you were chatting. Oh, that's okay. was... We won't bother you too much. Then. <laughs> you, that's you, all right. I was having, you... having a bit of a moment. I was like, Gav's having a good chat. I'll just let him do his thing for a you, sec. You can suffer away there. We don't. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weird old day today. I'm not quite with it. <laughs> that's fair enough. Did you mix? Like, did you mix spirits and beer, or were you kind of sticking oh. to the one thing? I I did, but that was like two, three days. I've had a couple of days barrier to recover. I thought I was all right today. (laughs) Wait till you're in your late 30s, Laura. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to be honest. I had my first proper hangover like a couple of months ago. Uh, Like, you know, I thought I knew what a hangover was. And then it was like, ah, I've been awake for a couple of hours and now I have to lie down and cover yeah. my face because it, the light hurts and it, I'm dizzy and it only terrible. goes downhill from here. Yes. You're yeah. approaching that age where if you have a if you have just a few, you still want to go to bed with like some paracetamol in you and like a couple of glasses of water just to make sure. You you're you're getting yeah. to the point where you've constantly buy Alka Seltzers now every time you go shopping. <laughs> Oh goodness! Hey, my, my my body is aging. I look at my hands. I'm just like, oh no! I can see the odd wrinkle here and there yeah. of where my body is going to age. 
Time yep. ceases for no one. Just to let the listeners know, right? It ain't getting better for <laughs> none of us. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We're all gonna slowly fall apart. It's gonna yeah. be great. I got I got my first wrinkles in the last couple of years, and I'm like, you know, I, I got I got to like 35 without getting any. That's okay. I'll deal with it now. <laughs> yeah. My fat pushes them out. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what I played this week What did I play this week uh, I got to play some demos For a couple of upcoming things uh, I started playing something called The Occupation um, Which is coming out in a couple of months The idea is really interesting It is like a sort of um, First person stealth exploration game Where you play as a female journalist Trying to like find evidence of the government Doing shitty stuff to the people it was, like, well presented. It was an interesting idea. I was enjoying it. Problem is, this game is about two months away from release, and I tried the demo four times and encountered four different game-breaking bugs that forced me to entirely restart the demo from scratch. Oh, no. Uh, one time I played the demo, I was trying to interact with the keypad, and where I had to put the pointer to interact with the buttons was nowhere near the keypad. <laughs> making it very difficult to interact with the buttons. I fell through a floor the second time. The third fl- time, the game hard-locked because I did something out of order, and the game was like, that's not the order, and it just locked. Uh, it. I did not have a great time with the occupation, which is a shame because it seemed really interesting. Yeah, that's, presumably that's, it's... Yeah. Uh... Is it, is it like a fictional occupation or, or like yeah, yeah. World it's, War II? Or... No, no, it's it's a fictional modern day something or other. I gotcha. I didn't get I didn't get far enough into the demo to get any answers on what was going on. A female, <laughs> like a what's female, being occupied? A female journalist um, investigating the government. So it's 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 deep state SJW uh, simulator uh, yes. is what you're saying. <laughs> well, like. That there was some there were some bits of the way it was put together that just like felt really nice to handle. Um it was things like if you're already crouching and you wanted to hide under a table and the table was slightly smaller than your crouching height, the character would automatically like crouch slightly lower so they could get under the, the, the bit of the table to hide. There were yeah. a lot of like the the ways that you would lean around at corners and things all just felt very nice and very tactile. It felt like a really nice game. What What's the name and of it, Laura? Until you Sorry. Felt, uh, the Occupation. It, it felt really nice until you fell through a floor into an impossible-to-escape area right, and had to yeah. restart the demo. Yeah, and if I you're re- encountering multiple game-breakers yeah. in a demo, that ain't it, a good fucking it, sign. It, it's not a good sign when it's the first time the game is being shown to press and the game is due out in, I believe it's October, so like two and a half nice. months maybe. That's not a good <clears throat> sign. Oh, it's a nice-looking game. It's got a nice visual yeah, it, style. It looks really nice, and like the, the narrative stuff that I did get to encounter was very interesting. It just... Does it... Um... Does it evoke Dishonored when you're playing it? It kind of... It it definitely had that sort of feel to it. Um, the stuff I found most interesting narratively, like, before the game kept breaking up, was it wasn't offering moral choices, but the, um, the main character was having a bit of an internal monologue at one point that I thought was really interesting about... Um, they stole some random person in a building's um, keycard in order to break in and get evidence of what had been going on. And she starts having this internal monologue about, I'm doing what's best for the people long term, 
this is going to help the people. But this individual whose card I stole is probably going to end up getting in trouble if I get out of this without getting caught. And there was an interesting question posed of like, is it morally right to have this person I have no idea who is get in trouble on my behalf, knowing that what I'm ultimately going to achieve will help the, the largest number of people? It was an interesting question. Like, there were some interesting moral things going yeah. on. I, I, I like seeing that as opposed to, like, the original infamous thing of I could give the food to these people or I could just pull a dog's head off. Yeah. Just it, those ridiculous fucking stark it, choices. It, it didn't give you a choice not to do it, but it did do the thing of, like, I can understand why this character is doing it, <clears> but I appreciate that there are very real reasons to feel conflicted about that choice. Yeah, Which like is, it's yeah. it's presenting you consequences for actions in a, a yeah. medium where typically I, you just gun down yeah. people without thinking. It 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 asked it asked the player to think about things that you normally do because it's a gameplay mechanic and you don't really think about. Yeah, well that like, sounds I, good. I hope they they brush up the technical yeah. side. I I want to check it out when it comes out because like it it was interesting. I just couldn't get more than ten minutes into it without a game breaking bug. But, um, yeah, I got to play a little bit of The Strange Brigade as well, which was a... It's a very Left 4 Dead-ish thing. If Left 4 Dead was set in, like... Had a cast of 1920s British people going, Oh, ho, the boffins have got new guns for us! Cheerio! Nice. Uh, the name I like already. I like Strange Brigade. Strange yeah. Brigade, rather. <laughs> I, I didn't get to play it in co-op. I'm aware it is a co-op game. I only got to right. play it in single player, but it was very polished. It had very good responsive feeling shooting mechanics, going around shooting all these weird zombie type things that seem to be from different time periods and places. Like, ah, here's a zombie in like medieval armor for some reason. It it was fun. It was very weird and silly. Maybe had a bit of a laugh. That's you... good. Like I, I could do with one of those again. Yeah, it, I've been it... thinking of maybe picking up vermin. Sorry, talking over yeah. you. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, I've been thinking of maybe picking up uh, vermin tide. I don't know if the. I was surprised the sequel was out. Like I was like planning to pick up the full version of vermin tide for ages, and I was like, oh, there's a vermin tide two now. Um, but I miss that. Like it's been years since yeah. I played Left for Dead. Like I could do with a like that classic co-op and hordes thing. Yeah, I've it, heard it, that had... game name so many times, and it just literally now only occurred to me that it's like a tide of vermin. Yeah, like <laughs> a, a wave of rats Derp. or something. Yep, a skaven. <laughs> yeah, the the strange brigade does seem like like fun. The only mm-hmm. thing that I'm currently like a bit question marking on with it right now is, it's mm, it's a bunch of 1920s British sort of colonialists shooting down zombies in Africa and oh. I have I have my worries about colonial British colonialists in the early 1900s were not necessarily great at Oh you 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 their... want to ask people in my city about that yeah about how they yeah. literally sent the dregs of their society over here to do martial law and they burned yeah. the entire fucking city to the ground yeah, yeah, 1900s British colonial, not a very popular people with uh, with us. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering whether that 
I didn't get to see enough of the narrative to know whether they are going to poke fun at the idea of British colonialists or if they are going to be portrayed as, yes, yes, they're definitely doing the best thing because they are the British and the British always know what they're doing when they go out into the world to go do things. Yeah. So I mean, looking at the... I'm having a look at some of the stuff. Um, I think if they stick with at least what this image shows, you know, mummies and in pyramids and shit yeah. like that, it won't be so bad. I What I saw was good. I just have this lingering question in my head of like, Mm, I wanna, I wanna just see the full game, just in case. Yeah, what else have you played, Jim? Um, Titan Quest came out. That was an odd one. Titan Quest on the Switch, as a old sort of, um, you know, one of those Diablo esque RPGs. Um, was out in like two thousand six, and for some reason it was on Switch, and I was like, you know what? There ain't no similar game that i know of or at least not many on the switch so i'll buy it straightforward simple it's all right uh glitchy a little bit disappointing um that that it's a little bit stodgy and glitchy but um in terms of just picking up loot and holding a button to stab centaurs and things that's all right i'm i'm not regretting that i picked it up uh one game i do regret picking up though is hello neighbor uh, I was looking oh. forward to that game. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's sold under the premise of being like a, a stealth horror game, and it really isn't. Uh, so, you've got to avoid a neighbour, but it's mostly awful, awful puzzles. Yeah. So as as I as someone that's not played it, my understanding from the outside is like sneak into this person's house, stay hidden, find a thing in their house, and get out, and that it's like a the stealthy puzzle yeah, you play, thing? You play a little boy whose face is older than the mustachioed neighbour that you've got to sneak into the house of. He's got the face of, like, a 40-year-old drug addict. Like, he looks devastated. He's got, like, eyes like that, uh, like the dealer in Withnail and I. Um, he looks horrible. Looks like he's seen some shit. But anyway, you're this little boy, and you've got to sneak into the neighbor's house because he's up to like he's got this mystery <coughs> closet, uh, like door to the basement where screaming's coming from. So you got to sneak in, and because of the way the game's presented, like or at least sold on store pages and things, I'm like, okay, sneak around, look for keys, things like that. The game doesn't tell you it's an obtuse puzzle game. Doesn't tell you at all. Um, you've got to kind of work that out. And you won't get given controls contextually. Uh, you'll have to pause the game and uh, go through and look at uh, everything you can do because you won't be given a clue that you can do any of it. Um, and you, if, if you're like me, you'll waste so much time sneaking around the house trying to work out what the fuck that you'll look online and find out that so many other people were asking what the fuck and then find out that it's... Uh, it's a puzzle game using the worst kinds of non-logic puzzles from the worst kinds of point-and-click adventure games in the 90s. Uh, at least those had like interesting stories or writing or the solutions were at least funny, even if they didn't make sense. Uh, this is like... I, I can't even describe it. It just... It's guess what the developer was thinking. I didn't know you could pull portraits off the wall, but you can... And there's a hole behind one of them that you can go through. There's no real no way of knowing that unless you stumble on it by accident or like 
see it online with so many people asking what the fuck. And that's that's a, a minor example. Uh, it's so convoluted of, of get this thing to get this thing to get this thing. But every time you get a new thing, you think, what the fuck is this used for? What the fuck do I do with this? I've got this magnet. Oh, I guess I can use the magnet to attract the wrench through the window. Oh, wait, it's not the wrench that this works on. It's a tiny lockpick that doesn't look like a lockpick because of the art design in this fucking game that's hidden off to the left on a shelf somewhere. And again, just a minor example of the kind of bullshit that's in this game. It, I have no idea what they were thinking with this. It, so many of the puzzles are just have a guess. Have a guess at what the developer might have thought in their fucking leaking brain. It, because there's no internal logic driving it and it, you don't even know what the puzzles are. Like you don't know what you're looking at is a puzzle or not. or just from, like a, from the outside, it sounds like the sort of moon logic problem that point-and-click adventures have. But with the added issue that you can't just stop and take your time to brute force through a problem because the neighbour is around. Oh well yeah that fucking Pranit is constantly wandering around fucking dick uh, and, and forcing you to run away all the time uh, once you you know look on the pause screen and find out there is a run button um, you gotta just look up everything to make sure there is stuff in there um, dreadful, dreadful it, 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 it operates on no logic no logic at all. And some people can justify that with, oh, well, it's like old point-and-click adventure games. It's not a point-and-click adventure game for one. And a lot of those puzzles in the olden days were shit. So, uh, and, and yeah, just a, just a disappointing game. No atmosphere, no actual sense of horror. Uh, and it's, you can't even call it a stealth game because there's no real tools to sneak about or anything. Uh, it's just not what, it was presented as. Aww. And what is there is not good to make up for it. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah, not happy with it. Not happy with it. Uh, what else did I play this week? Um, I played a bit of Overcooked 2. I uh, got, to, got to preview that a bit this week. Uh, did either of you play the first Overcooked? Nope. No. So it, it is a really fun local co-op game. The, the basic idea is it's one of those basic sort of like top-down cooking minigame type things where it's like oh go get this ingredient and put it in the pan and chop this thing up and you've got to complete recipes and get them out to customers the catch is that the kitchens are far too small and cramped for the number of people you've got in them and mm -hmm. it's just a sort of chaotic bumping around trying to keep everyone organized on a dozen different tasks at once and obviously, because there's too many things going on, everyone's sort of shouting at each other, and it's just a chaotic trying to get on top of stuff enough to work out what you're doing and complete these challenges. Okay. That's it my real life. I don't need to play a game version <laughs> of that. <laughs> okay, that, that's a fair criticism. I enjoyed the first Overcooked quite a lot. Um, for anyone that like is listening that enjoyed the first Overcooked... Overcooked 2 is basically, here is slightly more wacky, bizarre kitchens to do this in, and now you can throw objects across the kitchen, which increasingly makes things... It's a useful tool, but also it makes things more chaotic in the process. So, it seems like more Overcooked. I'm excited for that. I had a lot of fun with the first one. I, I'm excited to play more of this weird, chaotic co-op game. 
I think other than that, all I did was I played a bunch of PlayStation VR games this week because I moved a few months ago and I finally dug my VR out again and was like, uh. my partner Jane has been has been asking. She's been like, I've never tried VR. Can you get the VR out? So I was like, okay, I'll finally set it up. Um, I forgot that I actually kind of like VR when I can be bothered to get around to setting it up and to make the space for it. Yeah. Um. Did you ever play? Um, uh, did you have a PlayStation VR, Jim? I did, yes. I, yeah. I, mean, I still got it somewhere. Ian, Ian Boltsworth isn't having it, no matter how many times he asks. <laughs> yeah. um, it's 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 somewhere. It's it's. I, I think I dragged dragged it out into the garage. I think. In in terms of the stuff I've been enjoying on there this week, I really enjoyed. Uh, did you ever play uh, the London Heist? Uh, was that part of that uh, compilation? It, it was part of one of the compilations. It was part the, of uh, the PlayStation VR Worlds, I think it was called. Yeah, I played that, yeah. I, I, it's it's by far the most interesting thing on that demo disc collection. Oh yeah, but... if, if it had been an actual game, that could have been quite something, if it, it wasn't just a demo. It, it's only, what, like probably half an hour long, that London heist. That, but yeah. I had a lot of fun jumping jumping into that again and just going through and spending half an hour being a gangster shooting out tires in a sort of car chase. I think anything like that where you're basically just like moving your hands, sat in a static position and cool stuff is happening around you rather than like anything where you're sat down in a chair in the virtual world just innately works better than other stuff yeah. i think oh yeah well there's one on that that disc um the one where you're shooting bugs or something that one oh. made me feel physically sick uh it made me feel physically sick it also made my partner jane feel physically sick yeah. because they shouldn't sell stuff like that. So... That, that that should be a product recall if you sell things that make people sick you recall the product yeah so obviously i'm not the developer i can't guarantee that this is the issue with that like that you're in a big mech shooting shooting bugs on an alien planet. I think the issue is, as best I understand it, you when you move like that in VR, if you're using an analog stick to make the character move, you need to have some sort of inertia. You need to slowly build yeah. up to the speed. Because if you just start going full speed too quickly, the brain does not like it. It's the dissonance of you staying still, but your eyes registering movement forward. Like, yeah, like it trips everything up, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then there are games. There was that one that I can't remember the name of it now, but I actually quite liked it. Um, it was where you're, you're, you're in mechs and playing like a football, like sporty thing. Oh, um, yes. I can't remember what it was fucking called now. I, um, and I thought it was legitimately was quite good. Was it Riggs? Riggs. Yeah, yeah, I think it was called Riggs. That has you using like a, a regular controller and moving, but they did something to where I, who, you know, I feel queasy with a lot of VR games and that one didn't knock me sick. Yeah. Um, the, the, head, the ones that... This is a, yeah, good, yeah, a good time to mention that if you put head bob in your game, it should be illegal to not have an option to turn the oh. fucker off. <laughs> um, I... well, that was something I noticed in Human Revolution. The way the camera bobs, you can only imagine Jensen is hopping from one leg to the other going... It was the two Wolfenstein games for me. I, I had to go into the actual um, 
the any files and turn off the head bob because yeah. it was, I, it was head bob Ill. we didn't ask for this don't the last, do it uh, the last one i remember doing that to me was firewatch i think it was and oh, turning yeah. off head bob made me feel so much better yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of crap horror games on steam i mean yeah throw there's... an obnoxious head bob there's there's entitlement and asking people to create their to change their creative vision and then there's literally making people sick with your game. Yeah, yeah there, there's Let don't give me a fucking Let us turn off the head, Bob. The, 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 in terms of the VR stuff, the stuff that doesn't make yeah. me feel ill and that feels the best. Um, a a really good example of one that actually felt really good was the Rick and Morty. I think it's called Virtual Rickality. Yeah, the, I was going to ask yeah. you about that one. So that one, like that one actually works really well. So it it does a thing that doesn't make me motion sick, where you have a limited square of space to walk within, and it's sort of marked out on the floor. This is your space. Don't walk outside of this space. So you're physically walking around rather than using a controller, and it doesn't have that dissonance. And if you want to leap over to a different part of the room you teleport to it. You sort of look, press a button, and teleport there rather than, like, moving with the analogue stick. Right. Which stops you having that, oh, my body's moving, but I'm not moving feeling. Um, yeah, the the, the, the humour in that is a lot of fun. It's very much mess around in Rick's garage and interact with silly sci-fi stuff ask, that's a bit weird. Yeah, is it just, just sort of a sim kind of thing? Uh, I can give you some examples of some of the stuff I was doing in there. Um, I, I try not to ruin too many puzzle solutions, but sure. um, at one point I was trying to fix Rick's computer. So like, I had to get shrunk down into a into one of his like little mini battery universes from the show and do a bunch of puzzles in there to like fix fix the battery and to convince the little like people that live in his battery to make the battery work again. Uh, I had to travel into space and find some alcohol that I could pour in the back tank of a toilet to give it some liquid so it would flush properly. It was all very like silly. Ah, this is a bit this is all a bit goofy. Um it had a good sense of humor and it felt good to interact that 3D in that 3D space. Right. I had I know, fun. Uh, I Justin had fun Royland, with it. Uh, Justin Ryland loves him some VR. Yeah, he's really into making VR stuff because he did uh, Accounting Plus uh, with William Pugh was one of his. Oh yeah, uh, that was in VR. I I've I've generally really enjoyed Justin Roiland's VR stuff. It's been, it's generally all been quite short, silly experiences, but I find them very enjoyable. Like I highly recommend Accounting Plus as well. Where you, you is that you, on PSVR? That is that, that is on PSVR. Yeah. Right, I might. Yeah, you you hop through a bunch of virtual worlds while trying to help someone run an accounting firm, and it's very, very, very Rick and Morty esque humor. Gotcha. Yeah, like Royland's involvement makes me more tempted than anything else to like pull the VR out from under a pile of shite. Yeah, it it the the two things like I've I've been enjoying messing around with most since I pulled my PSVR back out have been Royland's things, where it's just you're in a relatively limited space, have a silly time interacting with weird characters. Do you ever find that Rick and Morty? It's kind of one of those shows you have to be in a certain mood to watch it. Oh gosh, I find yeah. it so frenetic and noisy that I can't watch <laughs> it in certain moods. <laughs> 
I I couldn't watch it right at this moment in my very weird, sleepy, yeah. slightly ill head space. <laughs> I need I need the focus for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think if there's anything else I've played. Did you play anything else, either of you? Nope. Uh, right. uh, I had a I had a go quickly before we um had a quick go before we started recording of the new Fortnite mode. Oh yeah. The oh, flying the... and explosive I did, one. I did play. Called. I played a little bit of that. How are you finding it? I didn't get a jetpack. I didn't get a jetpack, and then I got killed. <laughs> yeah. If, so, you can, if you can get a jetpack, they last longer than normal, at least, which right. is good. But yeah, you gotta find one. Yeah. the The new guided missile's interesting. Yeah. Um, Appar- I missed with it. Apparently, they were in the game before, and the big difference, the reason they took them away for a while, is that they now do less damage to structures than they used to. Right. So you can't use them quite so effectively to just destroy someone's base, but they're they're very interesting, yeah. It's 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 interesting, especially for that type of game, because you invariably uh, like it's a vulnerability. Uh, if you're trying to control that and don't know what the hell's going on behind you and where mm. you are, um, but yeah, interesting, uh, interesting mode. I think it just uh, it continues to impress me that they are uh, like. Fortnite has something new going on all the time. Every Tuesday, uh, there's something new happening in that yeah. game, which is really you nice. Can, you compare it to PUBG, where there are just no surprises. You get these these somewhat substantial updates here and there, but you don't get this sense of you just don't feel rewarded it for logging it, in out unless you yeah. really like the gameplay. But then the gameplay's done better elsewhere. So it doesn't have that same sort of excited energy of like ah, there's new things. Go, that's let's keep word. going. Yes, the energy of it, and I think that's if you're gonna do a live service, then mm. you need to have a, a a service that feels alive. Yeah, uh, and that's what Fortnite does. Um, as did, opposed to several games that yeah. position themselves as live services but aren't. I, I did jump back into Paladins a bit this week, which I'm still having some fun with, just because uh, that's now completely free to play on Switch. They're not doing the uh, Founders Pack thing now, so... Right, yeah. that's That's now just available for everyone to jump into. If you're looking for an Overwatch-type thing on the Switch, it's a good Overwatch-type thing on the Switch. Uh, Minute is coming to Switch... I, have we talked about Minute on this show before? Um, I've I've done impressions of it and stuff. I like Minute a lot. I got a yeah. lot of time for Minute. I very much enjoyed it when it was on PC. Uh, I think we talked about it. It's like a a top down Zelda esque game, but you only have sixty seconds before you die, so you're having to try and make incremental bits of progress very quickly. I'm excited yeah, sort of for like that. like a half second hero. Not yeah. half second, 30 second hero. Half, half, half minute, minute hero. <laughs> half minute hero meets Zelda. Um, you got to, yeah, as you say, solve these puzzles within a minute. Uh, and things you do in it stay static. But you end up, you know, back at, at the beginning. And mm. yeah, it's very clever. It's, it's short, but there's a new game plus. Um, very I'm, charming. Very I'm happy. Endearing. I'm happy that it's coming to a handheld because like, that sort yes. of very quick burst of gameplay feels very at home on a handheld. I think the only other thing I was going to mention for this week was everyone's really digging that No Man's Sky update and I am still kind of just refusing to give it another chance. Me too. <laughs> I, gave it, I gave it a brief chance and landed on a planet and then it was environmental shield failing. I can't remember exactly what she fucking says. <laughs> 
but she was tugging on my fucking sleeve again the moment I got out of a fucking spaceship. And I was like, you know what? Nope. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. um, surrounded by sentinels, um, some fucking environmental storm, not enough fuel to take off. And I was like, this is still a bit too survival for me. And I've played too many sh- fucking survival games. My patient's down with that, it. That sounds uh, like a job Very happy for those that are enjoying it. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm very happy for the people who are playing it. And by all accounts, it is a big improvement. Um, sort of I, going on a space station and stuff. Like, things seem yeah. more lively than they were. The visuals... Uh, are better. There are th- They've changed a lot. Yeah, there are things that I've heard that like were some of my problems with it that are now fixed. Mm-hmm. Like if you find a new ship on a planet and get it up and running, you don't lose your old ship, or your old ship isn't left behind on that planet. Your old ship gets put in a hangar where you can go and get it later, so that you can just effectively easily yeah. reach multiple ships and things. Yeah, it it does sound like it's fixing some of the problems I had, but. I gave that game too many hours once already. Mm. I don't know if I want to s- start reinvesting that time into that world. For me, it's like when at its core, the experience doesn't appeal to me. Because at its core, it's still a shoot the gun at the rock for fucking ages and then get and more yeah. rocks in your cluster I'm, fucking inventory. Like... Here's the thing. As, as someone that likes listening to a lot of podcasts and just like, I like playing games like Euro Truck Simulator just so I have something mm. to do while I'm listening to audio. Mm. I like the idea of having a thing where it's just to go gently explore without any hard pressure. Yeah. But I don't... <sighs> it's still just fiddly. And yeah. There's there's something about... It, I don't care if, for. if I put that much time into a game and walk away from it, you're going to be hard-pressed to get me to give it a second chance. You know, that's something I'm going to have to try, Laura. Listening to a podcast while playing a video game. (laughs) I don't think my brain could manage that. (laughs) It can only handle it with games like, say, A No Man's Sky, where like the whole point is just kind of go and explore. I suppose you Um, could probably blast through a few Warframe missions. Yeah, exactly. While listening to a podcast. I do that with a couple of Switch games, where you can switch your brain off while playing it and have Mm. something on TV. It's, It's just one of those situations where... I'm glad that this big update exists for people who are playing that game because it sounds like it has unequivocally made it better. Mm. But they still released it without this three years of fixes and changes. That's not a great thing to do. No, like, no, I, I it, it's it's not cool. I don't I don't want to happen. cheer them on for having released a game that was three years away from being the finished product that they wanted it to be. Yeah, like like by all means, be happy it's happened, and I'm happy for people that it happened. Uh, I wouldn't go expressing gratitude for it. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to be thankful for that they've you know tidied their shit up. Um, but you know, again, if if you paid for it back in the day, uh, good on you. Uh, I just think it's another argument for not buying games at launch. There are so many arguments now between. Game of the Year editions and season passes that end up so much cheaper uh, if you wait a year and then get all the stuff and you know what you're getting. Mm. Um, Bugs and shit and this kind of, these mega patches as I've called them that dramatically transform a game. Um, I mean, not just from the perspective of you buying a game and having a bad time with it and having to wait, 
but it colouring your impression so much you don't want to pick it up again. Like, I hear so many people saying that For Honor is good now. The Division is good now. Uh, Rainbow Six is way better now. And I'm like, mm, I gave them my time. It's yeah. very much like what you said with No Man's Sky, Laura. I, I gave it my time. And I, I'm not prepared to go back in and see now because mm. they had their shot and they blew it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like- I, I would have probably gotten more if out of it if you've gotten a lot more playtime if i picked them up it's, now it's if your ex who's a total asshole came back to you and was like oh i'm a nice person now you wouldn't be like oh let me take you back that's, that's yeah. just that's just a little bit of how do i know that this is the time that it's finally done like mm. maybe i'm supposed to wait six more months and there'll be a big update and now it'll be the version now it's meant it'll be to be a good one yeah like yeah. It's like, when, when do I know that, like, okay, now is the time to actually give it my time? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because if, 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 to... yeah, if the time is not the day that they've before, put it out on when, sale, you know then that's a problem. Just before the sequel comes out, that's when, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when I yeah. went back to Destiny. It was like a couple of months before Destiny 2 came out. It was like uh, they did it recently with Shadow of Mordor as well. They took the marketplace out, the loot boxes are gone, the microtransactions are gone, and they had to rebalance the game, of course, because as we all know by now, no matter what developers and publishers tell us, uh, microtransactions do affect a game's design, uh, and they have to be rebalanced. Uh, But it might be better now, but they spent their currency with me. I know people who never played it at launch who were like, it's oh, those changes have happened, I will now buy it. And for those yep. people, I'm really glad. But exactly. as someone who played it when it wasn't sorted, I'm not going to go back to it for this. Yeah, mm. this it was a game that is only harmed by having played it at launch. It, it lost uh, its, it's goodwill. Argument. Yeah, um, you played it when it's it an came out. For waiting it, a year. Yeah. yeah. On any mm. game, any game, just wait a fucking year. <laughs> Unless it's Octopath Traveler, that's legit good right now. Oh, none none of good. us have that luxury. <laughs> not, none of the three of us. No, no, yeah, I, I mean, I've got to get on them, but, you know, it, it'll colour the um, coverage of it, because yeah. games get As it should. one chance in general, yeah. yeah, absolutely it should. At launch, uh, it's when I'm, people feel, are spending their money on it. I feel no obligation to go back and do more impressions of Shadow mm. of War. Mm. I think I said Shadow of Mordor, right? I keep fucking doing that. I've got no obligation to go back and play Shadow of War now and give it a fair chance. I gave it a fair chance, and it was an unfair fucking game for what it did to customers. So, sorry. It is, as, as I think I said last week, too little and too late. Mm. Um, is that good I, If it was already I, I just, a good yeah. game that I was still playing and they only made it better absolutely thumbs up for that but if you started bad and dragged yourself up to good you can fuck off while you two were talking about um the nintendo stuff i saw a rather uh, uplifting headline in in the games news um god of war harvests 131 million in digital revenue in its launch month which shows significant demand for story driven games and to put yes. to put that into perspective um, the Witcher Three earned sixty nine million, um, so God of War almost Oof. double that, and that's on one platform. On one platform, yeah. On just the PS Four, yeah. like it, it is almost as if companies have so thoroughly abandoned what a lot of people liked video games for In, yeah. that when a video game comes out that what people like video games for, yeah. uh, that wasn't a grantedly correct there, sentence, but you get what I'm saying. People there, want good games, fancy that. And there is there is an argument um, that one could make in that, well, God of War is an established brand, but 
God of War was also an established brand that got run into the ground. And people That's weren't true. people weren't buying those games anymore. And Lord of the Rings is an established brand, but that mm. didn't stop them polluting the game with microtransactions to make even more money. And the same goes for Star Wars. Uh, that's a very fucking established brand. And what's EA done? Stopped focusing on single-player narrative-driven Star Wars games, mm. even though I think it would sell fucking gangbusters, because I know I would salivate at the chance to play a, an actual single-player story-driven for a fucking film franchise that's all about the story. The biggest <laughs> film franchise ever. <laughs> and right. there's no this, story game in that universe. This is it's Monday's Jimquisition. This is Monday's Jimquisition. I'm going to write mm. notes. <laughs> is there a Lord of the... Uh, like, there aren't really... I mean, the Lord of the Rings ones that came out at the time of the movie were okay. They weren't the worst games in I, the world. I enjoyed those single-player Lord of the Rings games yeah. for, like, the GameCube era. Yeah, they, I played one of them... Yeah. I played one of them for last gen. I forget what it was called. It wasn't good at all. But I got sent a special edition for it that came in a fucking quiver. It came in a <laughs> quiver with some fake arrow um, like flights sticking out the back of it. Uh, God, what was it called? It was bad. <laughs> it was just bad. Um, it was some, you know, action RPG. But yeah, I, I think people absolutely I want, want to. I want like a game this, where we play as uh, Gollum hunting the fishes. That would be good. You know, you know it's coming, don't you? We love to hunt the fishes, tasty fishes. We love I love, I love your golem voice, but you've got to take care of your throat. Yeah, you've got to take care of your voice. I you do. already damaged it, and you've Kratosed today. Yeah. You've monstered today, and now you've got. Now I've You're it. making a rod for I've, your own back. I've really gone and golemed it. I guess that's a good point to end. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, now that you've gone and gollumed it up. Um, Laura, where can people find your work on the internet, please? Uh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on Twitch. Uh, you can find me Monday to Friday, 95 at kotaku.co.uk. You can find me on Dice Funk, which is a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am on seasons three and four. Season three, I don't turn up until about eight episodes in, so don't worry if you start listening to season three and go, where is Laura? Uh, I'm also on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is a uh, silly podcast I do with Jane Magnet where we do voices and skits and have a giggle about our weeks and just try and make each other laugh a bit. I think that's everything I do at the sec. Wunderbar. And Gavin, my beautiful Gavin, with a voice just ravaged by <laughs> your own your own self-destructive activities. How can people listen to your wonderful music? YouTube. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, where hopefully tomorrow or the day after my second God of War song will come out. And hopefully YouTube will actually fucking show it to people and not pretend yes. that it doesn't exist in the subscriptions tab. <sighs> yeah, I, I was hit with that bad I on saw. Monday. Thank you, by the way, listeners who shared the Jimquisition. Like, that's yeah. just so much, so much more important now that the stuff we do get shared. Yeah, like, I saw stuff, that. And the stuff. weird thing is, Jim, I saw that video show up in my subscriptions tab. So whatever the algorithm is doing, it's selecting certain people 
that it wants to show your new videos to and it's not showing other people and I don't get the yeah. fucking logic of it. And know? more people than ever yeah. are not getting things they're literally subscribed to be like showing up in their subscriptions. Yeah. It's one thing um, it's one thing about notifications. I understand if people don't want that, but to not have it in the actual subscriptions tab yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Like, this this past Monday I got a slew of complaints from people who were like, I'm looking for your stuff. I, I'm trying to find it and I can't find it. Mm. So, yeah, like, follow us on Twitter and, uh, yeah. like, my Patreon. Might as well plug it. Our Patreons, yeah. um, Miracle of Sound and uh, Jimquisition, of course. Um, they're more reliable. More reliable. Buck a month, huh? Ah! Yeah. Huh? Ah! <laughs> um, sorry, Gavin. Did you get through everything? We we went on another uh, YouTube tangent. I can't remember. I have, I have Twitter Miracle of Sound, Patreon Miracle of Sound. If you want to help me pay my bills, and also if you're a tier two patron, you can join my Discord in which I chat to you all, and it's a lovely place to be. So join. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, and yeah, as for me, um, August eighteenth is Squared Circle Survival at the Jackson Hideaway. Uh, Sturdus will be in attendance, although you might want to keep an eye out for September uh, if you have been considering, because I know some people have talked about like making a drive down or, or coming to see a, a pro wrestling ego show. Um, definitely keep an eye on what's happening in September. Uh, Sturdust are maybe booked for another actual match within the ropes, uh, the squared circle as it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, he'll still be there August as well. Uh, always a good night, always fun. Um, we already said, uh, just to reiterate, uh, thank you for sharing the Jimquisition this week. Uh, please keep it up. And this as well, uh, you know, anything you, we do that you like, circulate the tapes like it was the 1990s. Circulate the tapes. It helps us out. And right now, grassroots is, is the way we got to do. So thank you all for that. Uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. If there is is something else... Oh, well, too late now. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Bye.